I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bellwether. I'm your host, Jim Frawley. This is going to be uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal podcast for you today. This is one of the ones that I've been super excited to get out and get up um, because it's about boxing, and boxing is one of the coolest things that you could possibly talk about, and that's just the way that it is. Um, I don't think I know anybody who doesn't think that boxing is cool. I don't know anybody who has known a, doc, a boxer or met a boxer or done anything like that where they just said, that's, that's pretty fantastic. Um, and the reason I think people really like boxing is because when I think of boxers, I think of uh, two things. One, boxing is, in my opinion, the ultimate metaphor for life. No matter what goes on in a boxing ring, you can relate it to corporate, you can relate it to um, getting things done, you could relate it to your home, you could relate it to anything. So it's like, how many times can you get up after life knocks you down? Or you see someone taking the hits and you're like, how are you still standing? Or you need people in your corner to support you and help you. Every little aspect of boxing and the commitment to boxing is just like a life situation. So that's great. It's really the perfect representation of the resilience of the human spirit. Okay, and we've all heard, you know, Mike Tyson said it. You have a plan until you get punched in the face. That's life and everything about life and 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 everything around that and the the discipline that comes with getting things done. I think of boxing as a great representation of that. Now, the other thing I love about boxing is that when you meet a boxer, you also think of discipline and boxers are, you know, when I think of the people who are just in the best shape ever. You think of like Ironman triathletes and boxers. Those are the two, right? And the reason is because they have full commitment to whatever it is that they have to do, whether it's in the ring or on a bike or swimming or, or whatever it is. So boxers, uh, like Ironman triathletes, are the two most committed types of athletes out there. I will fight anyone who, who disagrees. Um, not to say that other people aren't committed, but it's really important. So when these people walk in, when a boxer walks in, when... When uh, an Ironman triathlete walks in, you know that they've entered the room. And that's what Bellwether's all about. Bellwether is when, when a, a leader walks into a room, when, a, when an impressive person walks in the room, everybody knows it. Um, boxers are cool. You just want to be around them. Uh, and, and so that's, that's really what leadership is all about. When a leader walks into a room, everybody knows it. When a good person walks into a room, everybody knows it. And that's the best part of, of boxing and Bellwether and everything. And that's why I'm super excited about our, our guest today. We have with us today uh, a professional boxer, undefeated professional boxer, um, who has an amazing story. Uh, I've gotten to know him over, uh, over the past year, and it's, it's, uh, he's, he's constantly full of surprises. And uh, I know he's going to share uh, a lot of good stuff with us today. So uh, with that being said, I would like to welcome to the ring Mr. Deshaun Too Sweet John's undefeated boxer, professional boxer. Deshaun, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Deshaun, tell us uh, a little bit about you, uh, why boxing, where you come from, all that good stuff. I'm born Brooklyn, New York. Um, was raised, moved from Harlem, New York to the Bronx. That was my final destination. 
Um, I started boxing at the age of 17. Um, boxing definitely changed a lot for me. Um, told me a lot about discipline um, and how to channel my anger, my aggression that I had built up, being a troubled teen coming up. You know, life was always hard. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have someone to look up to. I didn't have a role model, you know. And through boxing, actually, you know, seeing other fighters go through exactly what I was going through or worse, you know. And I always ask myself, like, damn, like, how does he do it? You know, like, what keeps him going? Like, why is he motivated to show up every day? You know, and I didn't have that back then because I didn't understand it. You know, so I had to learn through the ropes. I was one of those kids that first showed up to the gym and all I wanted to do was put a pair of gloves on and throw the first punch at anybody who wanted to fight. Oh yeah, I did that. I put some gloves on, threw a punch at a Golden Glove champion, and I got the bricks beat off of me. <laughs> all right, I had a busted lip, busted nose, hit me with a good body shot, I couldn't breathe, I took a knee, got back up. I was like, man, this is tough, this is hard. I walked out of the gym, looked back and was like, shit. Do I really want to do this? <laughs> you know, but I made sure I went back to the gym. Um, I trained right. I trained for a whole year after that first sparring session because it taught me a lesson. You know, you can't just walk in and think that, you know, you're going to get the job done in one day. You know, things don't happen overnight. You know, it takes time. So you got to believe in the process, you know. That's great. So I guess the, the thing that got you really into boxing then is uh, the tough pill to swallow from a lesson. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, one thing is, you know, it's all right to, you know, win and you got the glamour going on. But then when you lose, it's like, how do you come back from that? You know what I mean? Like, damn, I just got my ass kicked. Like, the pretty boy, like, yeah, I thought I was that guy. I thought I was that fly. But none of that mattered, you know, when you're inside the ring. It's like, when you're down and out, it's like, and you look around, it's like, who who's there now? To know to lift you up, it's only you. That's right. Only you can lift you up. You know, only you can become a better you. So I trained every single day. I woke up. I woke up 4 a.m. doing my morning runs, doing my sprints. You know, and people are looking at me like you crazy, man. Like I was like, listen, if I'm not doing it, my opponent's doing it. You know, so I made sure that I stay ready, so I don't have to get ready. So I've just heard like six. Going back to my metaphor thing at the beginning, I've just heard like six metaphors. For everything. So one, it's ultimately up to you to get off the mat Absolutely. when you get knocked down, right? Even if you have people in your corner yelling at you, supporting at you, you still have to push your, nobody's coming to help you stand up. Nope. And you got to do it on your own. Right. Which is, you know, especially as we think about the world as it's going right now, it more and more comes down to your personal capability as an individual. Absolutely. Then you also talked about getting up early and the discipline stuff mm -hmm. that comes with boxing. Yes. How, so talk to me a little bit about, because you just said a whole bunch of stuff and I want to go through like everything that you just talked about, but let's talk about the discipline stuff. You get up at four o'clock in the morning and go for a run. Yep. And, and simply because some, if you don't do it, somebody else will. Absolutely. And I guess that's kind of like, you know, whether at your work or anything else, you know, someone else is doing something that you should be doing mm -hmm. as well. And you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. Absolutely. Is that what gets you out of bed? What else gets you out of bed? Definitely. Um, what else gets me out of bed is the fact that, you know, I want to financially take care of my family. You know, that's what gets me out of bed. And by me staying in bed, it's not going to happen. No one's going to come to my door and hand me a briefcase of a million dollars and be like, okay, your family's taken care of. That'd 
that would be great. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. So life kind of slaps you hard and be like, listen, in order for you to get things in life, you got to work for it. You know, you got to have that work ethic. You got to have that drive. And like I said, those 4 a.m. runs are more important to a lot of these guys and a lot of these fighters because if you're not doing it, your opponent is definitely doing it. But you got to understand, you consider yourself the best, but there's another guy that consider him the best too. So it's like one day you guys are going to meet, you know. You want to go, what, three miles? Okay, push for four now. You know, you tired? Well, we got an extra five minutes. You know, we're not done. You know, you, you get rest when you get home. Now, what about, so that's good. Um, and we're going to talk about discipline for people who maybe have a workout plan already, mm -hmm. um, who need that motivation to get, you know, after work and how do you, you know, get off your ass and get out and do everything. But let's talk about people getting started. Because a lot of people, too, you're talking about your opponent in the ring. Yeah. But for a lot of people, the opponent's in their head. Absolutely. And they're their own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. So what about someone just getting started? For someone just getting started, I'm going to tell them just like this. Like, you cannot doubt yourself at all. You know, if you say you're going to do it, just do it. If you say, okay, I'm going to run. Let's say you want to run a mile. You know, you don't feel like running a mile? Start off walking first. You know, build it up. Walk. Then turn it into a jog. From a jog, you could turn that into a couple of sprints in between. Slow it down. Do it again. Get used to that. You can jump rope for 15 minutes. Okay, fine. Jump rope for two minutes. Get used to it. Can't jump it for two minutes? Jump rope for one minute. Build your way up. You know, everybody has to start somewhere. I didn't, I didn't learn how to jump rope. I was the worst at jumping rope. I didn't learn that right away. Everybody think once I picked up a rope, I knew exactly how to jump. No. I was picking up one foot at a time. My rhythm was <laughs> off. You know, it was timing, and then it's like my uh, my coach used to always listen to R&B, and he's just like, you got to listen. And I was like, what do you mean I got to listen? I was like, you got to listen. I was like, find that rhythm. Play that song in your head. And I was like, you got to dance. You got to groove. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I actually found out what he meant by it, and then when I found my rhythm and I was able to control that and push myself to, to be a better version of me, you know, it's it's good because it's it's good for your health, you know, your well being as a person, you feel stronger, you know, and not only that, you know, you encourage people. Even if you don't feel like doing it by yourself, find somebody that you're willing to do it with, you know, with you. Take five minutes of your time. So just get started. Take that first step. Take that first step. Take that first step and and find the support that works. Talk about when you were first getting started. So you went in raring to go, mm -hmm. right? And and you got clocked. Right. Right. What made you come back? What made me come back because I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about what went wrong. You know, why did he get the best of me? You know, why did I get my ass kicked? And I wanted to learn. That was the most important. I wanted to learn how to defend myself that so that won't ever happen to me again. And what made me go back is like, I won't get you back. I wanted to get him back. I honestly wanted to get him back. <laughs> And I kid you not, a couple years later from training, I got his ass back. Because you did. Absolutely. You worked it. Yeah. Good. Now, what about, so it's fine to talk about that from a big picture perspective, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's all right. So just start easy, right? Mm -hmm. And go take a walk and yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. When you're in the middle of a thousand jump ropes, right? And you're at like 550. And you're like, I got a gruel to mm -hmm. get through the rest yeah. of it. Where's your mind, you know, because your training is, has got to be just bananas, right? right? When you hate yourself in the middle of it, mm 
Mm-hmm. How do you find that inside you to get to the end? I tell myself that, you know, I want to win. I want to be better. I got to push. I got to get through this. Come on, only a few more left, few more left, few more left. Keep going, keep going. We right there, we right there. Don't stop, keep pushing, you know. And that's what you got to keep telling yourself. You got to find that purpose of why you're doing it. You know, you're not going to want to do something that you not really want to do. Like, if you don't love it, like, you're not going to be comfortable doing it at the same time. So it's like, I love this, so I put it all. Like, I know what pain feels like. So I'm like, okay, yeah, my shoulders are sore right now. My calves are killing me. My coach is telling me two more rounds. You know what? Two more rounds? No, coach, I'm going to give you three more. Let's go. We're going to keep going. We're going to push because I want to be champ. You want to be champ. I want to be champ, and that's the work ethic that you got to have. Want to be. I'm going to be. So that's your goal then. So talk about your goal. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be world champion, and I see myself getting a title, you know, in the next two years. Next two years. Next two years, because I'm going to be active. I'm an active fighter. You know, I don't take too much time off. I stay busy. Dudes is dipping and ducking and diving. We ain't not hiding. We at your front door. Send a contract. Nice. You're ready to go. I'm ready. That's fantastic. So tell me about going pro then. So you did the work at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You built up. You went amateur. You were doing all your amateur fights. You did really, really well there. Yes. And recently you went pro, and you're undefeated as a pro fighter. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk about going pro and what was going through your head for your first fight and everything else. Um, going pro, man, definitely building up and knowing that, you know, you finally had a contract. It's the whole procedures to it, too, that gets you excited. You know, you're like, oh, I'm getting my medicals done. I got my federal ID. I got my, my boxer's license. Like, this is awesome. Like, it looks different from the amateur's license. This is really happening. And it's, it's that whole buildup. It's like, all right, I got the date set. It's going down. I was supposed to fight in September. And then, boom, crash, collision. I got injured right before my pro debut. And I had a broken hand. So that put me out for a couple. And I'm like, fuck, why now? Like, (laughs) why now? Out of every single... And I'm like, I've traded a whole year just for this. You know what I mean? Besides the fact of me coming out of the amateurs, but I've been training nonstop. But it's like, I look at that like that whole year. It's like, yes, it took a whole year to get this, you know, from the start of the new year. It's like, okay, let's go. Let's go. And I haven't took my foot off the gas. But when I got injured and my hand got broken and I had to call off the fight because of it, I I was pissed, you know, because I disappointed my fans. You know, people wanted to be there for that first fight, you know, and I wasn't able to do it. But... I was broken a little bit, but I knew I couldn't stop training. I was like, I still got to train. So my hands broke. I'm doing one-handed push-ups. I'm still running on the treadmill. So how do you keep your motivation through that? So that is, I mean, that sounds like something that would just completely derail someone who's committed. I mean, because it's not just a year. Right. How how long was it until you became a pro? Was it 10 years? Yeah. So you've been working at this for Mm -hmm. a decade. Yes. And your time has come. And mm-hmm. you broke your hand. And I break my hand. How yep. do you just not say, you know, screw it, I'm done? No, nah, I said, fuck it. I worked too hard for this shit. I worked too hard for it. Like, honestly, it was like all the pain, all the all the blood, all the sweat, all the tears that I put into it. You know, like, I cried when my hand was broken because I was, you know, I was really upset, like, emotionally. Like, I was fucking pissed, you know. But I was just like, I can't let this defeat me. You know, I got to stay positive And I got to come back stronger, you know. And that's exactly what I did. I took the time to rest that hand, but the other hand got stronger. 
You know, so I started working on the South Pole. I started working on the other side, you know, and everybody's like, oh, okay, you look good. I'm like, yeah, I look good, but watch when you see me fight. I'm going to look even better. That's good. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you get amped before a fight? Because here's, well, here's my real question for that I've never asked the boxer, but I want to know. How do you beat the shit out of someone and then hug them at the end? To show the great sportsmanship at the end of the fight? Um it, I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all love after the fight. But before the fight, I really don't like you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really don't like you. I don't, I don't care. You know that. You know, you want to smile at the weigh-ins. I got nothing to smile about at the weigh-ins. Like, it's, this is no longer a dull, happy moment for you. So you have to convince yourself that that is an evil person across from me. Absolutely. Even because if it's your best friend. Even if it's my best friend, I will be his ass. But well, we be best friends after the fight. Right, right. <laughs> but I will beat his ass, and he will definitely understand that. <laughs> I will beat his ass. Who is your favorite boxer? Sugar Ray Leonard. Why? Sugar Ray Leonard is my favorite boxer inside and outside of the ring. You know the way he carries himself as a person. He always make time for people. You know he never push people or shove them away. You know, and I think that's really important to be a boxer. You know to make that time because you have people that look up to you. As far as, like, wanting to know, like, oh, what does it take to get inside the ring? Like, you know, how many times I got to run and stuff like that and all these miles. And then his style alone, you know, the way he danced, he was so light on his feet, you know, his evasiveness. You know, I was like, I got to mimic that. Like, I want that style. Let me apply that to my style, being a southpaw, you know, where I could be slick. And I'm already awkward at as well because I'm already a southpaw. So people say I got that slight advantage because of the angle. It's a little different. But I say, no, styles still make fights. You know, but the way Sugar Ray Leonard moved, he was always, you know, had his hands raised, his fast hands, you know, his quickness and power at the same time. Like, he knew how to make adjustments, and that's the quality of champions. Champions make adjustments, and that's something that I have. If I have to fight anybody and make an adjustment, I will do so. So you're making adjustments in the ring, and that's good for people. So viewership of boxing's gone down a little bit on TV, and hopefully it comes back because there's really nothing... I don't think there's a sport more fun to watch on television. Mm -hmm. For people just getting into boxing, what should a casual boxer look for when watching a fight? So you've got different angles. You're a southpaw. Mm -hmm. You're a little different than than Mm -hmm. most boxers. But, you know, if you've got just a casual boxer listening here, someone who's never watched boxing and walks into a party and there's a boxing match on TV, Mm -hmm. what's something smart that they could say? Like, oh, look at that footwork. Or, oh, look at what. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll say the basics, the fundamentals, the basics. Hands is up. You got a strong jab, you know, he leads with the jab, steps in with the jab, you know, and got a, a solid right hand behind it. You know, you got to have your basic fundamentals down packed. That's where we started from, um, making sure his feet is in the right position. He's not um, squared up. You know, he's not walking straight in, giving some head movement as he's coming inside and not standing up tall. So all those little things you want to look for as far as, like, you being the first time that you're actually watching a boxing fight, just look for the guy that has his hands up and has a good solid jab and keeping his chin tucked. Just looks clean and put together. Clean, and sharp, strong, effective. Yeah. He could be aggressive. The other guy could be aggressive, but it don't matter. You don't win fights by being aggressive, you know? Control. Exactly. Control the ring, ring generalship, yeah. offense, defense. You know, your offense is great, but your defense got to be ten times better. You don't want to be hit. You don't want him scoring. You do the damage. Take less. You know? Why Too Sweet? Too Sweet, my name um, came from my coach. Coach Understanding gave me the name um, because of my style, the way I fought. So it reminded him of a guy. Uh, it's funny because it was a movie that he watched. He told me about a movie called Penitentiary, and I, I never heard of it. So I was like, Penitentiary? I was like, what's that? He was like, you never heard of that? I was like, nah, I never heard of that, man. Like, why would I want to watch a movie called Penitentiary in the first place? <laughs> you know, like, that's not where I want to be, all right? 
So he was like, I want you to watch that movie. I was like, I'll watch it. But before he gave me the name, I was sparring a pro fighter. Um, I was sparring a pro fighter at the time, and I was I was an amateur, and I was getting ready for the Olympic trials. And his name was uh, Isuf Kenda, which is so funny. He's he's one of my stable mates now. Funny how life works. So um, I'm getting ready for him, and he's, like, throwing these punches at me. You know, he's picking his shots because he's a pro, so he's not wasting anything. Me, I'm amateur, so I'm throwing punches in bunches. So, but I'm I'm being so evasive and so slick, and I'm coming back. And he's like, "Oh, that was sweet. That was too sweet, too sweet." And he just kept saying it. He's like, "Too sweet. Show him why you're too sweet. Show him why you're too sweet." And then the name just stuck with me. And then I finally decided to watch the movie Penitentiary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I watched the movie Penitentiary. So it's this light skinned fellow, you know, with a little fro. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm watching, and I'm like, "Oh, he became a boxer through the prison system." And he could dance, he could move, he was light on his toes, and he had a good jab, and he was, he was really facing. He became the baddest, one of the baddest boxers. And I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. I'm a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And your logo is? Turtle. Turtle. Why? Turtle. Um, the turtle, um, I look at longevity. I always believe in the process because things do take time. You know, turtles are never in a rush. You know, if we was in a rush, if I was in a rush, I would actually miss out on a lot of things. I'll actually miss out on the basics, the fundamentals. I probably wouldn't even be pro right now. Or being pro, I probably would have a shitty record right now because I rushed it. And I took and it didn't take the proper time. But um, the hard shell of the turtle is like, you know, at times we flip over, we be on our back. But it's all about how do you get up from it? How do we persevere? You know, how do we stand our ground and keep moving forward? You know, we always on track. No matter where we are, we make sure we always on track and get to where we got to go. So that's um, that's actually a really good analogy of the fact that you know a turtle takes its time, mm-hmm. right? And longevity. So two things: one, take the time, diligence over a certain period of time, and they're also around for a long time. Yes. It took you ten years to go pro. Absolutely. And it's going to take other people. You know, when you think of anything wellness related or career changing or anything, you know, if if I think of someone just starting to make a life change, they're 300 pounds, they smoke two packs a day, Mm. they do whatever. It's not something that's going to change in a month. Right. It's not. It's a lifestyle change that takes forever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, What do you have to recommend? Is there anything that you would recommend for someone just getting started to change their mentality to just say, oh, you know what? I, uh, I'm going on a diet for a month. And then they go back to eating whatever it is that they mm-hmm. eat. How do you just say, this is, this is now me. This is my new lifestyle. How do you get someone to just jump right in to say, this is the new way that I'm going to be? Well, first off, they got to tell themselves, like, when they make that commitment, even if it's a month, they got to understand that that commitment is all about consistency. There's no going back after that. The minute you commit to it, like I tell guys, even when they show up to the gym and they walk through that door, I'm like, it's either you coming in here to put in the work and become a champion or you coming in here to play around. Because if you come in here to play around, turn back around because we don't want that. You know, I want you to be, you know, the best version of you. So when you come and you be like, all right, I want to start my workout. I want to do this for a month. Okay, for a month, it's going to be hard. First day is going to be the hardest day. Because one, your body's not used to none of this. You know, you're like, I never done it. I know you never done it before. But we're going to get through it together, you know, as a team. So that's why people, I should say, find a a mentor or a coach, you know, to guide them through the process. And also have friends that are supportive at the same time to get them through it. 
Now, when I've worked out the first day and it's been the hardest day, I mm-hmm. always found the second day is the hardest day mm-hmm. because you're sore, sore. and you got to come back. <laughs> How do you get through that? Is it is it the same as before where you just got to start walking it's, and build it's, up? It's temporary. You know, it's temporary. And the good thing about the soreness is that it's working. You know, if you don't feel sore, it's not working. You know, you know it's not working. Like I tell people, I'm like, hey, man, why are you doing a thousand crunches and don't feel anything? You're not doing it right. You know, you're telling me that you ran eight miles. I don't care if you ran eight miles. It doesn't show when you get in the ring. So you're not doing it right. You know, so it's like you got to make sure that you do it right. Your form and everything, your breathing's correct. You know, that's very important. You know, people should be able to breathe, take 15 minutes or whatever, you know, out of their time just to take a nice deep breath throughout their day. You know, even when they're going through things in the office and stuff like that and they're stressed out and they want to hit something. Take a little walk, take a deep breath. It's gonna be all right because I gotta learn how to separate my personal life from my work life. You know, we all go through shit, but you gotta separate <laughs> Everyone's it. Everyone's got it. And I'll tell you, the number one thing you can do is smile. You know, smile through it. Smile because you know it. It really, it really hides it. You know what I mean? It really hides it all. You know, emotionally, it hides it all, and a lot of people might not notice. You know, and you don't want people to notice that. Which is like the Sugar Ray thing, too. Yeah. I was always smiling. Always. Always smiling, man. Yeah. Be happy. And that's, uh, I, I guess that's another metaphor, right? I mean, if you're going to effectively make change, it's going to be sore. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable. Right? It's, it's going to be doing uncomfortable. It right. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to like it the first week. You're going to be like, I quit. I don't know. Who quits? Like, quit. It's, it's no quitting. Once you say yes, and once you agree to doing this, you go all the way through. You know what I mean? Now, you've got laser focus right now, it yeah, seems like. like you have. Where did that laser focus? You know, who, who in your life? So you went in at 17, mm-hmm. to, got your ass kicked in, in a mm-hmm. boxing gym, mm-hmm. and you decided to stay through. Yeah. Right? You have this, this dream of being a champion, which I think you're going to do in the next two years. I believe in that Thank because you. it's in your face. Mm-hmm. Who helped you get to where you are today? Honestly, it's it's the little pe- the the people that put all of the pieces together, you know. People come in your in your in your life at the right moments and times, and they encourage you and they boost you up. But most importantly, the first person that really did it was my mom, you know, my mom. You know, like we we I grew up six brothers, you know, just my mom. She raised us, you know, and that was tough, you know. And for all of us to find out what the hell we were gonna do with our lives, especially growing up, getting in and out of trouble. My brother's in and out of jail, so it's like she didn't want that for me. But I told her, I was like, Ma, I need a box. I need to do something. You know, I need to, I need to do something because I got too much aggression built up. My dad wasn't around. Fuck him. Honest truth. Um, and I became a better man without him, you know. But my mom is like my biggest inspiration and motivation to keep me going because the day when she fro- showed up to my first fight and she told me that I got a gift, you know, and that she wanted me to pursue it, I said, Ma, I love you for that. Because honestly, that's all I wanted to hear. Sometimes that's all you need to hear. And I haven't stopped ever since, but then there's more people that come in part of that. Then I got my coach. And I got my coach understanding who guided me through the amateurs, you know, who played that father figure role, because I didn't have a father. So he was like a pops to me, you know what I mean? So I looked at him. And even, even he can tell when I show up to the gym and I was going through something. He can see it. I'll smile, but my smile wouldn't be so genuine. You know, he would be like, 
what's going on? You know what? Let's put this work in. We're going to talk about it after, you know? And um, he always made sure that I, I kept my head up high, win, lose, or draw in the amateurs, you know? We did a total of like 85, only lost like 15, you know, with him. So I learned so much, you know, and he taught me how to prioritize my life and, you know, focus on me, you know, take care of my mom, making sure she's good and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't even got my brothers telling me this shit. Why are you telling me this shit? You know, and he was like, he's like, Cause I'm your pops. Like he used to joke. He used to joke with me all the time. He's like, I'm your pops, and he always called me his son. Like we had that bond, we had that relationship. You know, from from um, fighter to coach. You know, and that was a good piece as well that came together. And then later on, you know, I got married. You know, and I got my wife now, and my wife is a big piece in that. You know, because she makes sure that I'm not eating bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, you not eating that. Put that down right Wives now. Wives have a basic capability <laughs> to tell you what to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like, no, you got to do this. Yeah, you're going to eat this. Yeah, you got to run. It's like, why are you here? Shouldn't you be outside running right now? It's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, <laughs> like, I just got in. <laughs> well, go back out. Nice. <laughs> Come back when you're done. And that pushes you, you know, like, and you write, like, because you got to stay focused and mentally sharp, you know. And then I also have another guy who came along into my life, who has been in my life since school, who hasn't stepped out of it. Um, his name is Leander, and he's always been there. He's like he's like my my right hand slash ultimate hype man whenever we're there. He know, he know the vibes. He'd be like, it's team too sweet. It's team t- We don't care about nobody else. It's team too sweet. That's it. We don't care. If you ain't with team too sweet, fuck out of here. Like, that's that's how it is. And that's, that's, and that's the attitude you got to have because when you feel that, you're like, oh, shit, I'm, I, I'm pumped. Like, he, he around me, I'm like, yo, can we get a fight next week? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Can we get a fight right next now. week? Right now. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, send him. Who you got for me? You know, and then I also have, like, my best friend, my best friend, Eddie. You know, when I was going through everything and I had it, and then I started losing stuff one by one. I lost my job. Then I lost this. I lost that. And I was like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, how do I do it? And I'm like, he got a car, he got his job, he got his stuff going. And, you know, I kept myself around him in the sense where he used to, like, pick me up, drive me around, and I was just like, bro. I looked at him one night, and I was like, bro, I'm tired of this shit. He's like, tired of what? I was like, I'm tired of you driving me around. Like, you know what I mean? You ain't my chauffeur. Like, I was like, bro, I'm going to get my own wheels, bro. You know, and I'm going to get on my feet, you know? And I was like... Is is people like you, you know what I'm saying, that make me want to go out there and go get it, you know? And it's like, it's just little things that I realize. And I, I'm always grateful for all the little things. So I end up getting my car, got my life together. You know, I'm a pro boxer, undefeated now. He's been with me ever since we was 11 years old. That's my best friend, Eddie. And uh, I won't hold nothing back, man. Like, now it's just mental focus, physically focused and everything. Like, the body's right, everything. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, well, look, this is amazing. Um, and it's great. Um, fantastic that you have those people to support it, right? You need people in your corner, inside and outside of the ring. You do. You do. And you need you need real supporters, man. But you're going to get those fake supporters, too. Yeah. It comes with it. And um, you got to learn how to brush them off, you know. And the thing is, when you're winning and you're on your way up, everybody's going to start coming around and want to be nice and close to you. Everybody's going to want to be family all of a sudden. Like, nah, you wasn't there with me in the beginning. 
you know? Don't think you're going to be with me now. And I tell people, like, listen, I never changed up. I'm the same guy. You just wasn't there to see the process. Yeah. You know, I got people that have been there since day one. You know, now you want to show up when I'm champ? Nah, don't work like that. VIP where? Nah, your section's <laughs> over there, my man. <laughs> Yo, sweet, what's up, what's up? What's going on, man? Yeah. I'll you know? say hi. I'll say hi, you know what I mean? I say hi to everybody. Like, after my fights, man, I try to find all my fans that showed up. Um, I try to get a photo with them, you know, because I think it's important. A lot of times they don't get that opportunity um, to come get a photo with their fighter, you know, so I always do that. I take, make sure I get a photo with them, give them an autograph if I can. I make time for them. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. Good. Uh, we always end every show with a book recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a book that you can recommend, either on topic, off topic, whatever it is, a book for everybody uh, to check out? Um, mine would be um, a book by uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, it's my big fight. And uh, I think you guys should definitely tune into that and read it. And um, when you do read it, make sure that, you know, you hit me up and uh, contact me and let me know your thoughts about it and how that book has made an impact in your life and what did you get out of it. Which is great. And so that's a nice segue. How can people reach out to you? Um, you could definitely reach out to me at um, Team Too Sweet. That's Twitter, Team Too Sweet, Instagram. Everything's Team Too Sweet. Nothing less, everything more. All right. The dream's here, and I'm chasing greatness. It's a beautiful thing. So, Deshaun, this has been uh, extremely helpful. I know, um, I mean, it's amazing to see someone who makes such a commitment and gets to realize what it is that they're doing that, that, that you know, in the moment, You've got amazing focus. You've got amazing discipline. You have an, a tremendous goal. I know you're going to be successful. And just hearing about the people supporting you, I know that's going to help you be more successful. Um, when you, Every time you tell me about your mom, I don't know how. I, we have a two-year-old, and there's two of us. I don't know how one person can raise six kids. It's amazing. So you are a representative of, of her success as well, which I think she should be very proud of you. Yes. Um, and, uh, and I'm proud of her because of, of what you've done. So that's, that's amazing. A lot of people are going to learn a lot of stuff today. So I really appreciate that, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And go see uh, Team Too Sweet online uh, and, and pay attention. His next fight's going to be coming up soon, so you know he's going to yes. be around. Get yes. your tickets um, <laughs> either through him. Send me a note too. I'll figure out a way to get you tickets too. We, we'll just buy a block of tickets. We'll yes. have a full bellwether uh, cheering section. <laughs> and uh, we're going to watch you kick some ass. It's going to be wonderful. Thank you. All Thanks right. for having me. Thanks, Deshaun. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.